Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, book review, secret code of success. And I'm actually not really a fan of this book, like it was a hard book for me to get to, but the information in it is super useful. And the reason why I dislike it isn't because of anything wrong with the book, I just really hate this kind of style of author. And the best way I know how to describe it is California Salesman. So I have a habit of wanting to roll my eyes at every other thing he says. But the information in it is really, really good. And speaking of books, before we dive super well into the episode, I would like to announce that the audiobook version of The Blueprint of Wealth is officially on Amazon. So you know the drill. Click the link below and go check it out. Now on to the actual key takeaways from this book. First one is we all have whys and why nots. And they can be subconscious or conscious level. And when your why nots outweigh your whys, then you're not going to do it. And if your whys outweigh your why nots, you are going to do it. Pretty simple. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, the why nots to succeed are not only more numerous, but on a subconscious level, so you're not even actively thinking about it. Your whys might be on a conscious level of like, let's say, let's do relationships, because the su- success isn't just money, but it's just the easiest to make analogies for. But let's do relationships. A good why might be that you want somebody to spend your life with. A good subconscious why not is you might have commitment issues or you might be scared of getting your heart broken again or you might be scared of rejection or you might not think you're good enough. And notice some of those you might consciously think about and some of those you might be subconscious. And when you have more why nots, again, you're not going to do it. So you're not going to put in that effort that's needed to be successful in relationships because you're scared. Another good takeaway much later in the book is actually he talks about fear and that fear is there to protect you. It's normal to be afraid, but you have to actively examine your fear and make sure that the fear isn't holding you back. There was this one time I was down in, um, I was, I was out swimming on a business trip and I am not the best swimmer. In fact, I'm a pretty mediocre swimmer and I was all by myself not only was I all by myself but I wasn't any near anybody well there was this little floaty thingy that the thought crossed my mind to go do it to swim out to it but then I'm not the best swimmer didn't have life jacket nobody knew where I was nobody knew who I was and nobody was nearby to save me if I did did it and couldn't succeed so the smart move is to not swim out there Well, I didn't for a good while, but I kept getting mad at myself because my capabilities were were in the range that I most likely could do it just fine. But my fear of drowning, which is perfectly justified, was keeping me from doing it. Finally, I just said screw it and did it not because I wanted to do it at that point because I was tired and angry because I'd been being chicken the whole day. But I finally went and did it just because I was pissed off about being afraid to do it. Now, I'm not saying that you should necessarily do stuff like that, but fear can hold you back. 
and it is important to work on being able to accept the fear and then rationally looking at it and examining whether it is holding you back or if it is something that you actually should be afraid of doing. Like public speaking. Public speaking is one of people's number one fears. I'm naturally super shy, but there's a very little reason why you should be afraid of public speaking. Nobody's going to kill you if you stumble over your words or are super boring. So work on facing fear is essentially what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Next point. You might not be successful, not because you haven't been trying, but because you've been given the wrong tool for the job. Hammering nails into a wall can be super hard when all you've been given is a chainsaw. And that kind of goes into the next one, which is you can't solve a why problem with a how-to problem. There's lots of how-tos of success. That's what basically this whole podcast is about, is here's how to be successful. But if you have a lot of mental reasons why you don't want to be successful or why you're not doing the things that you need to do to be successful, then me telling you that you need to manage your money and save super hard isn't going to do anything if your whys are saying that you should spend and buy stuff so that way it makes you feel better. And those were kind of my three top, four, three, four top takeaways from overall the book and then there's just little more things for each chapter that I wrote down so the first chapter summary notes I guess that I did was affirmations so this is actually something I've learned a while ago but it's super important to be reminded of it over and over again affirmations are where you say things like I'm happy and do that right now do something that is an affirmation. I'm happy. I'm wealthy. I'm smart. Here's the problem with affir affirmations. If you don't believe it, you say that, and then your instant next response is bullcrap, because you can't really lie to yourself. Like, yes, it can work a little bit, but it doesn't work too well. Instead, what this author recommends, and actually what I recommend too, is affirmations where you put everything in a question because Tony Robbins I believe is where I got this one is from it is that all of your thoughts are in the form of questions so if you want to penetrate your thoughts you need to be asking questions not making statements so things like why am I so happy or what makes me happy instead of the automatic response being a bull crap the automatic response is your brain is looking for an answer. You ask a question, it looks for an answer. And if you sincerely ask the question, then the brain will come up with a genuine answer. So why am I so happy? Because I just got to eat some pretty delicious tacos. So that was that chapter. Next chapter is on gaining support. I figured out a better way of phrasing this next section of notes. It is kind of his each chapter covers basically one of each of his steps to success. So first one was affirmations. Next one is gaining support. Trying to be successful by yourself is super, super hard, especially if you don't like yourself. And that's kind of what this chapter is about because this is, this is a book on 
you're already been trying to be successful, but for some reason it's still not working. That's what this book is for. So for some reason, you're not accomplishing your goals. So this next, he calls it success um, anorexia. You want success, but you're not willing to eat at all to be able to be successful. You're have you're having issues with success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, off the tangent, back to gaining support. Especially, especially if you do not like yourself, you can't trust yourself. You are your own worst critic. You need to find somebody or multiple somebodies who can affirm your good qualities. And that's what he means by finding support. Now, I kind of dislike this chapter a lot because... I don't have a whole lot of people who support me. Like, my parents are super supportive, and I rely on them a lot. But not many people are willing to lend a hand in my experience. So that's why I have issues with this chapter. But it's, you'll be surprised how much people are willing to do, especially when it's on helping support you emotionally to have confidence in yourself. People are more than willing to help with that. Then there was several more chapters, but I'm going to skip to... Protect, punish, and please. Who are you protecting? Who are you punishing? And who are you trying to please for not being successful? So basically what that means is is one of the reasons why you're not successful because you are protecting somebody. Maybe it's your spouse, um, especially for women who are trying to be successful. A lot of times they will hold themselves back because they are trying to protect the ego of their husband. At least, that's what they're telling themselves. For all they know, m- most of them haven't actually talked to him about it. For all they know, um, he could actually be super supportive. Like, for instance, me. I don't care if my wife becomes way more successful than me. I'm naturally lazy. If she's way more successful than me, that just means I'm that much closer to not having to bust my face every day to achieve my financial goals and then I can work on other stuff but sometimes you're holding yourself back to protect people maybe it's your spouse maybe it's kids um maybe it's other family members maybe it's friends I don't know uh another one could be to punish so maybe you hate your parents and you are not successful because you don't want to give them the gratification of being able to say Look what a great job I did raising my kid. That's definitely not me. I love my parents, but it could be one of you. And that's the example he uses in the book. And then the last one is please, and it's kind of the same kind of gist. It's who are you trying to please by not being successful. The next chapter I wanted to talk about is finding no. A lot of people do not know how to say no. And if you want to be successful, you have to be able to say No to yourself, no to other people, and no to immediate wants. It's a old cliche, but 
that $5 coffee that you're buying every single day adds up. So if you want to be successful financially, you need to take a look at how much you're spending on beverages and going out to eat. For most of you, it will be a much, much higher number than you realize. I'm talking in the thousands of dollars. I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say the average American spends upwards of $4,000 a year eating out. Now, obviously, you'll need to have other forms of savings, but 4000 a year in five years, which isn't a long time in the scheme of things, is enough for a rental property that can help replace your job-earned income. So... That's just one example. Anyway, you need to be able to say no is the main takeaway. You need to be able to say no to people who are trying to take your time, who are taking your mental energy, who are taking your bandwidth by constantly have asking you to drop whatever you're doing for an emergency. And he actually has several st steps and tips and tricks for becoming better at saying no, but I didn't write those down because I figured you should go read the book. Also, I just didn't write them down. Anyway, with that, I think that I will end this book review. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, The Blueprint of Wealth, both paperback, hard copy, ebook, and now audiobook is available on Amazon. So if you want to be more successful financially and have better money management skills, which he also talks about in the book, that it's so simple to forget, but... Every wealthy person in the world has good money management skills. So if you want to help develop those skills, go read The Blueprint of Wealth by Nathan Dickinson. And with that, I will see you all next week.